Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good day, and God bless. I believe, I know you see the hat. What do you believe in, Coach Brown? Baby, I'm glad you asked. I believe in the JSU National Alumni Association Incorporated so much that I encourage you to join today. Not tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. I'm talking about right now. You got to do this right now. We have over 50,000 alums from across the country, and your membership in our National Alumni Association will only help make Jackson State stronger. We need you, man. We need you, baby. We need you to help. We need you to join. We need you to be as well. We need you to unite. That's what we need. If you believe in text, I believe to 71777. Again, that's 71777 and become part of this Jackson State University National Alumni Family. The I love Jackson State University. I believe, baby. How about you? Welcome to episode 211 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Today's show is an absolute honor because I am here with a living legend in sports radio. He's been a mainstay in the industry for nearly 50 years. That's longer than I've been alive. So it's a pleasure to have him. He's with KCOH 1230 AM, the source in Houston. He's the co-host of KTSU Sports Talk and BNet, an internet radio show. And he is a Texas Radio Hall of Famer. None other than Mr. Ralph Cooper. Welcome to the show, sir. And thanks very much for having me. I, I feel it's a pleasure to be on your program. Thank you. Oh, it is a pleasure to speak with you and to be in the presence of greatness. Looking forward to picking your brain. I know that, you know, you go back as far as the Houston sports scenes for decades and you can give our audience a lot of insight on, you know, this Prairie View team currently and historically. Of course, Prairie View will be traveling to Jackson, Mississippi to take on my Jackson State Tigers for the SWAC championship. And we are looking forward to that matchup. And this will be Prairie View's second appearance in the SWAC title game. I know they won the championship back in 2009. It was under Coach Henry Frazier, which was their first SWAC championship in 45 years. He took over the program in 2004. 
and the team had only 21 had won only 21 of its previous 216 games at that time including a record 80 straight losses at one point and then three years later in 2007 they had a winning season so first take us back to that period of time what do you remember about that transition when coach Frazier came in and really transformed that program well, I remember what happened before. They had they, they got the death penalty for a moment. I mean, and for a while it looked like Prairie View wasn't going to have a program, uh, and 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 then uh, they had some great people working uh, with the NCAA uh, to to bring the program back. And then you get the Frazier hiring. Uh, you had Conway Heyman, uh, the former Houston Oiler offensive lineman, who uh, made a name for himself blocking for Errol Campbell out of out of the University of Delaware. And uh, so, uh, but you, you go back to Henry Frazier and what he did. Uh, he he uh, was able with his staff and the young men that he had, that they, they gave Purview respectability again in football because uh, for a moment, like I said, it looked as if the program uh, was not going to happen anymore. Uh, and, uh, but it did. Absolutely. Now, considering where this program was just, 10, 15 years ago, and just considering that history, what would you say is the significance of how Prairie View is viewed throughout the black college football today as a respected football program? Well, you know, when this season started, many of you who are on the east side of the Mississippi River, uh, you had little respect for Prairie View football, in my opinion, uh, because uh, Texas Southern was in there also. Texas Southern and Prairie View had been on the downside in regards to uh, swag football. Uh, they were looked at as maybe stepchildren, especially uh, because uh, the programs were not doing that well. Uh, but the hiring of Coach Eric Dooley, uh, who paid his dues as an assistant coach in the SWAC, uh, was a huge move by Prairie View. And this man and his staff, he surrounded himself with some very good people. And uh, two of them are Vance Singletary, who has a, uh, who's the nephew of uh, Hall of Famer Michael Singletary. Hmm. And then you have Bubba McDowell, uh, who many people thought has paid his dues and should be a head coach just like Singletary. So you've got several people there, uh, two that I just named, who could be head coaches anywhere in the SWAC and probably put together outstanding programs. And they're working with Dooley and – they're not coming to, they're not coming across the Mississippi uh, to lie down. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know they they've lost a game to Texas A and M, which is on another level. But they're like the little brother of Texas A and M. They're all part of the A and M system here in Texas. Mm-hmm. About five different schools in that system, mm-hmm. with Texas A and M at College Station being the big one. Uh, but uh, uh, so they're coming across the Mississippi to prove that they are worthy of being champions and representing the West. And they know the history of what's happening over at Jackson State. Uh, they they know what happened at Jackson State under W.C. Garden mm. and, and uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Coach John Merritt back in the day, Rod Page back in the day. <laughs> they know the history of the team and the Walter Paytons and the Robert Brazils and all those type of people, the Vernon Perrys, and, and, and they know the history. And uh, it, it's going to be – uh, a great game, in my opinion. If the weather, I don't know what the weather is like. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be yeah. beautiful. If it's like that, uh, when this game is being played, you may have more people outside the stadium, mm-hmm. you know, than you will inside the building. And so the radio and the internets are going to be bumping uh, with people trying to get information or listen to the uh, watch these ball, watch this ball game. 
You're absolutely right. It's going to be a huge weekend, a huge game. And I want to go back to Coach Dooley for a second before we move on. Of course, he's been a huge part of this recent Prairie View football success. You talked about the hires that he's made and the staff that he surrounded himself with. But talk a little bit more about what he's done for and meant to this program since he was hired after that 2017 season and just his ability to take this program to even new heights. Well, see, most people, and, and we uh, we respect and appreciate, of course, what D- Coach Dion Sanders is, uh, uh, you know, what he's bringing to the swag. But you already had great people there. You had great people there before Coach Dooley. And what Coach Dooley has uh, accomplished, in my opinion, is like that link of Eddie Robinson, of uh, W.C. Garden, of uh, Marino Kassam, and all of those, and John Meriden and Rod Page and all those great people that came before him, he, uh, Pete Richardson, he's like a, a link there. I mean, look at how the man dresses. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what he's going to wear. It, you know, he, he's known for wearing the bow ties and coming out real clean at the press conferences. Uh, but when the, when the lights are turned on or the clock starts running for the big game, uh, he usually has his teams up. And, again, you can't count what happened uh, to, to Tex- with Texas A&M. Right. Now, the Valley game – uh, many people feel they should have won that game. But in my opinion, the most improved team at the end of the season in the SWAC was not Jackson State mm-hmm. or Prairie View or uh, Bethune-Cookman or whatever. The most improved team in the SWAC was Mississippi Valley. Mm-hmm. And remember, they played Jack. They played you all hard. Absolutely. So, so uh, But they came into Prairie View and won that game. So the Panthers have a chip on their shoulder, and uh, they want to prove uh, that they're worthy of being there. So it's, it's going to be a great game. And going back to Coach Dooley, you cannot put a measuring stick, in my opinion, on what he means, not only to Purview, but to the swag. All right. And, and now when we talk about Coach Dooley, uh, there's another person who's been instrumental in the growth of Prairie View Athletics, along with Coach Dooley, and that's Jackson State's very own Ashley Robinson, who was the former AD at Prairie View. It's been well-documented what he did for that program, especially facilities wise, among other things. But he also made two football hires while, while there that in hindsight are considered brilliant by many observers. He gave coach Willie Simmons and coach Dooley their first head coaching jobs. And he of course hired coach prime at Jackson state. Now all three of those coaches had teams that were ranked in the top 25 in the FCS poll at one point this season. Coach Willie Simmons, of course, is at FAMU now, and they just competed in the FCS playoffs with an at-large bid. JSU and PB obviously will square off in the SWAC championship game. So what do you remember about Ashley Robinson's time in Houston at Prairie View? Well, I remember before that. I remember when he would come here with the uh, Mississippi Valley State uh, basketball team playing for mm-hmm. Coach Lafayette Stribling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fact, some people say that's how he learned how to dress, by watching <laughs> Coach Stribling over the years as a, as a player. But to me, he was a player coach when he played uh, college basketball. And you can see uh, when you think back and you remember uh, what I do, you can see some of the things uh, falling into place in regards to who he has become today. Uh, he played for a great man. Uh, he went to a great institution. He played against some great people. He gets the job at Purview. And, and look at the hires he's made. Like you said, he's had three outstanding coaches. And all of them have proven to be successful. Two of them are playing for the SWAG championship. One just got playing, got through playing, finished playing in the FCS uh, playoffs. So that speaks for itself. But uh, I think the uh, I, I think uh, it's going to be hard for him, in my opinion, 
to, to be what he's already accomplished. I mean, at an, early, at an early stage in his career, he's already on a high level in regards to making these great hires. And the thing about him at Purview that I, re I remember was the passion that he came with in regards uh, to trying to take the program to another level, uh, dealing with uh, handicaps, like not maybe having the, uh, the financial support that he needed to market the program, uh, but still finding other ways to get the message out and, and calling on people and, and being available to be interviewed and all of those type of things. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm really not surprised with what he's doing at Jackson State. I was really not surprised uh, with him making that move to bring uh, Coach Sanders in there because uh, that's been his, uh, hey, that's, that's who he is. Uh, he takes chances and he's usually uh, on target and he has the universities that he's worked for at the uh, for forefront in regards to those moves. You nailed it. Some brilliant moves he picked up at Jackson State right where he left off at PV. He has some wonderful things still in the works uh, that our fans don't even know about yet. And I know he's just, you know, excited about this weekend, you know, going up against his former school, uh, his current school in the SWAC championship game. And this game just has his fingerprints all over it. And see, think about him. Here's a guy. What is he? Five? What? Five? <laughs> We'll say five, nine to be nice. <laughs> five, nine to be nice. But he walks around. I mean, with these moves he's made, he's a, uh, hey, he's, he's a Kevin Durant. He's a real <laughs> Chamberlain in regards to height. Wow. I mean, look at the height with what he's been able to accomplish. So I, I can, uh, you know, I can't uh, compliment him enough. And again, I'm happy for him and the university and what's happening uh, in, overall in regards to the swag. Well said. Very well said. All right, let's talk about this current PV team. Of course, the SWAC Western Division champions, 7-4 overall on the season. You, you alluded to it earlier. They're going to come over here and they're not going to lay down. They have something to prove. What do you like about this ball club? That they, they, They've been able to score in many cases. I think the scoring, uh, uh, I think they can score on Jackson State. Now, the key will be how their defense plays. I mean, you got to give Jackson State credit. Um, Mr. Sanders um, and, and, and crew uh, have been playing quite well. Uh, he doesn't play like a freshman. Uh, he's adjusted and uh, become an outstanding uh, quarterback on the uh, collegiate level. I saw him play in high school. Mm -hmm. And I must say, in my opinion, some people say he's improved 100%. Yes. In my op opinion, uh, he's improved 1,000%. Wow. Not just in regards to... Uh, uh, making plays, but call uh, the you know the play calling, the uh, follow, following through on and you know carrying the game plan out, and 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 playing with a great deal of pride, and making seemingly making all of those around him better, from the offensive linemen to the wide receivers, and this is what Purview is going to have to come to, come with. They've got to play their best game of the season, defensively, in my opinion. And uh, the offense, I think, can take care of itself. I think the offense uh, can move the ball on, on Jackson State, although you have some monsters on defense. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you have some monsters on defense, and many. Uh, uh, several, of course, will end up playing on Sunday. Uh, but uh, it's, this is where the preview offensive line comes in. Uh, they have a lot of pride also. They want to protect their quarterback. They want to open up some holes for the running backs and give the quarterback, uh, if he's passing time, to hit the receivers down the field. That's what's going to make this a uh, an outstanding game, these matchups. And then you've got Dooley against Sanders. Hmm. You've got the guy who's been there for a moment, 
going against the up and coming guy. And uh, both are trying to, uh, you know, carry their programs to another level. And this SWAT game is uh, it's a huge game. It's huge. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you know, that offense that you speak of is centered around the quarterback, Jawan Pass. I think we all know the name. He's become a household name in the SWAC in, you know, only a few months because he just hit the scene. A former four-star, obviously started his career at Louisville, and he's one of the best in the SWAC. He's thrown for over 2,500 yards this season, 16 touchdowns, completing 63% of his passes, and he's also the team's third-leading rusher, so he is special. Let's talk about his impact, and where would this team be without him? Well, that was one of the big surprises of the team. This is why Coach Dooley is who he is. M many, many of us, including in the media, didn't know who would be the quarterback at Prairie View A&M University. And when uh, he stepped out in that first game in the Labor Day Classic here against Texas Southern University, uh, people went to searching, hitting the computers, uh, you know, trying to do the research. Who is this guy? And then they found out who he was. Mm -hmm. And again, this show you, shows the brilliance of Coach Dooley. And his staff to pull this guy in there and have him come to Purview and play this season. And uh, you have to think, I mean, uh, he's been able to pass. Like you said, he can run. Uh, he's made his teammates better. And, uh, and, I, I, and I don't think he's played his best game yet. I think this may be his best game. But again, he's going against a very tough defense. And they, they know this. And they've looked at the defense. They know what they're up against. But he's going to have to play his best game as a Panther to beat Jackson State in Jackson, Mississippi. Sure thing. You know, a lot on his shoulders, but he does have help. It's not just him. You know, right. Prairie boasts the third best rushing attack in the swag behind Southern and Texas Southern. They rack up around 170 yards on the ground. Of course, they're going up against the vaunted defense that is Jackson State. Their offensive line, you mentioned them earlier only giving up 17 sacks this season, which is second best in the conference. And that's compared to Jackson State giving up 30 just to, you know, to compare. And they're led by a second-team all-squack selection, Mr. Danny Garza. Uh, are there any specific names other than Mr. Garza and, of course, past that we can look forward to or expect to hear a lot this Saturday? Well, I, I think what you can look for in this game, without me calling a name or two, you're going to have an, another one or two players to step up and also play their best games of the season. Uh, you've had some many people on this side of the Mississippi at Prairie View, of course, uh, disturbed that maybe they didn't make the all swag team, mm. first team or whatever. And their names were not on these teams. Uh, so you're going to have a number of individuals to step up and, and play outstanding uh, football for uh, Prairie View in this game. But I want to share this with you mm -hmm. because I know you know. Mm -hmm. You're proud of Jackson State, right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, when was the championship? It's been a while. 2007. Okay. Preview won uh -huh. one in 2009, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But now uh, we go back further. Uh, you have to, you have to, the history of these two schools is something we need to share, in my mm -hmm. opinion. You had a draft where you had Walter Payton and Robert Brazil drafted in the first round in the same draft. Robert Brazil came here to Houston with the Oilers back in the day, and Great. you had uh, Walter Payton to go to Chicago. But you also had a draft, uh, a, a, a season where you had about 15 Jackson State people to be in, uh, either signed as free agents or were drafted into the NFL, right? Correct. Back in the day. Okay. But now here we go with the purview history. So the people who listen to your program 
uh, have a better idea of this. Prairie View won a National Black College Championship, has won a National Black College Championship before. Right. 1953, 54, 58, 63, and 64. They won the SWAT Championship in 19... Before I was thought of, 1933, when okay. I was in diapers, 1951, 52, 53, 54, 58, 60, 63, and 64. And like I said, 2009. And like Jackson State, they've had a number of people to go into the pro football. They've had a number of people to play pro football and do well. Uh, they had one of the first black quarterbacks. Choo Choo Brackens went to the Green Bay Packers back in the 50s. Uh, didn't get a chance to play quarterback, and we know why, because they were not ready at that time. You had Otis Taylor, uh, who should be in the Hall of Fame right now. Many many in the Hall of Fame will attest to that. The four people you have at Jackson State will say that Otis Taylor deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He played on the champ, played in the first Super Bowl, then helped the Chiefs win Super Bowl four. And then you have Kenny Houston out of there, out of purview, who's in the Hall of Fame. So I go back again to say this to you, as we, 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 we throw around what's going to happen Saturday and all this great stuff, don't, you know, I, I know you all are excited. Don't, you already have the W up, right? You can admit you already, you have the W up, right? A lot, a lot of fans you, have, you can go and admit to me that the W is up. Okay. You have the, you have purview. Losing the football game, right? We expect to win. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And, and the reason I ask is because this is one of the things that's great about this is because you have young men on both of these teams mm-hmm. uh, who have lived for this. This is one of the moments they live for, as you know, mm-hmm. to play in a big game like this. And and, and, and I'm just guessing you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um they're looking for a what about fifty, sixty thousand people or more at this game? Absolutely. You nailed it. Yeah. And 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 think about what that means to them. And that's that's why I say you and I talking about this like we are now is huge. And I, I really appreciate you having me as part of your program. But I don't think people the people who are going to the game, I don't think this is really settled in with them on what they are probably going to see this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be one of those moments to remember. I can remember when Doug Williams threw four or five touchdowns in the Astrodome against Texas Southern, mm-hmm. 55 to 14 or whatever the score is. I can remember when James Shaq Harris threw two touchdowns to a future Hall of Famer in the Astrodome uh, uh, to Charlie Joyner. Wow. So, so you you got all these you got all of this is about we are about to see. I, I don't know what we we are about to see an outstanding football game, and we are about to see some people put their names in the books. Uh, that, like I said, you don't know who's going to be the big star. Mm-hmm. You had the you had the Southern Grambling game this past weekend. Had you heard of uh, Urban Garrett? A Garrett Urban before the game? No, not no, not not really. <laughs> and he stepped up and what kicked five field goals in the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, you never know. Wow. And right out of the Houston area. And some of mm-hmm. us had not heard of him before. <laughs> wow. You see what I'm saying? So somebody is going to step up this weekend mm-hmm. and, and 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 do something outstanding. I don't know who, 
but I'm looking forward to it. We've got we threw some names out, but and the person that I like that scares me on your defense. You've got some great people over there, right? Oh, a bunch of them. Yeah, but the person who scares me is Shiloh. Okay. That's his name. Yeah. Okay. Shiloh Sanders. Okay. Right. Uh huh. Shiloh. <laughs> wow. Wasn't expecting that, but he's got it. Done. He's gotten it done. Second team all swag selection. So yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. So what can I say? Well, I, mean, well, I mean, I hope I've given you something to work with here. Oh man, this this is so much. I mean. I'm I'm here like a little kid in, in in the candy store right now in the toy store, and it's giving me chills. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I was already I didn't think I could be more amped about this game, but I mean this is just giving me a completely different perspective. I mean you're right. I mean the way that you're going back to Doug Williams and just recalling these moments that were decades ago, it's true. The, the kids who are playing Saturday have a chance to submit their name in the history books, and you know the next Ralph Cooper, you know 20, 30, 50 years from now, maybe saying their name. So that is just some. It, Profound right. perspective. And see, I go back to see. I'm not a stranger to Jackson State football. Well, your football changed. Your football played a role in changing my life. Okay. I had never heard of Jackson State until one Saturday afternoon, or maybe earlier in the week, back in the day uh, prior to integration, uh, in the early days of integrating sports. They had a you had the North South game or the Blue Gray game. The Blue Gray game. And it was played in the South, of course. I want to say Mobile, but wherever it was played, you had a Jackson State product in the game mm-hmm. who's still living, if I'm correct. Still walks around. The people at Jackson State, they don't understand how big Willie Richardson was. He, he Unfortunately, he did pass away a few, a few yeah. years ago, but he is a legend. He's one of my favorite all-time Jacksonians. And see, the thing, see, in, in the blue – Back then, when you watched TV, you had the black and white TV. Imagine, you had, I, I didn't, we didn't have a color TV. You had a black and white TV. So they say a guy from Jackson State, uh, Willie Richardson, is playing in the game. And they, before they went into the thing about race, they didn't let you know. So you're wondering, is he black? Is a black guy actually playing in this all-star game? And sure enough, it was. That was Willie Richardson. And, 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 and that was huge for many of us because we had, you know, you just had you just had watched uh, uh, a Heisman Trophy winner for for the first time. Uh, you had a, a Ernie Davis to win the Heisman Trophy. Over here, many of us didn't think that would happen when I was in school in high school. We didn't think that a black would ever become a Heisman Trophy winner mm-hmm. because they had passed over Jim Brown a few years ago. How could they pass over Jim Brown? Yeah, you're right. And now you all of a sudden you're gonna tell me they're gonna they're gonna name <laughs> somebody else. Yeah, Ernie Davis as a high school trophy winner. So right, right. yeah, so so Willie Richardson and the Richardsons, the Gloucester Richardsons and all those people that came back, the Vernon Perry's. Mm-hmm. Do you all really understand who you people <laughs> here understand who who they understand who Perry is playing. Right. But Prairie View is coming with a history book also. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so this is why this is going to be a, a great game. I, and, I, I, you know, we could talk for days we about could. it. But we uh, could. I, I really appreciate you taking this time with me to, to listen and, and share all this great stuff with me. But And, and then the, I think about W.C. Garden. Uh, you, you have to think about John Merritt when he was there. Mm-hmm. And then you have to think about one of the greatest Jackson State players ever. Okay. Some people say the greatest. Some people say Walter Payton is the greatest, right? Right. Uh, Lim Barney. Oh, yeah. He doesn't get mentioned like he should. 
no, Lim Barney. Yeah. So you had Lim Barney. And see, the first time I nearly missed watching Walter Payton. Walter Payton was a, a was a sophomore, a, a freshman. And Dr. Rod Page, who had been at Jackson State, was coaching at Texas Southern. And Jackson State was coming to Houston. It was in the 70s. And he said, uh, hey, whatever you do this weekend, Ralph, don't, don't miss the Jackson State game against Texas Southern. Whatever you do. He said, as a young man who can do everything, he can kick, pass, run. He's one of the great. He's one of the greatest football players I've ever seen. And he said, "You know, I saw Liam Barney." I mm-hmm. said, "Yeah." And you telling me he's in that class? He said, "Yes." Just come to the game. And so we go out to the game, and Walter Payton did everything that night. Like he said, he kicked, he ran, even threw a pass or two. Mm-hmm. Could have probably played some defense. But again, we go back to how great, how great your program is. Wow, and- I mean. This this is more than I could have ever bargained for. I know we, you know, you came on to talk about this championship game. It's going in a different direction. I absolutely love it. I just pray that you'll come back on periodically so we can just get chunks and chunks of this history and get it on record so we can preserve it because I know you have stories for days. I mean, the players that you're mentioning uh, are before my time, but I've heard the stories. I'm a historian. Willie Richardson, just one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen. I've heard about him just, you know, probably being one of the top high school athletes in the country. If they had a rating system back then, he would have been a five-star athlete. Of course, Walter Payton could play every sport. He had over 60 offers in football and baseball, basketball, and track. And then Lim Barney, you know, he's a guy who Deion Sanders himself looked up to and kind of patterned his game after a lot of people don't realize how athletic he was, you know, not just as a defensive back, but he could return kicks. He could play some wide receivers. So he was just a freak athlete. So these are stories that you can get into much more detail than I can. I'm just recalling, you know, what I've been told, but you witnessed a lot of this. So we truly, truly appreciate it. And uh, Mr. Cooper, I'm not going to hold you. I know, again, you can give us a lot of stories. I'm just going to give you a couple more things, and I will let you go. I do want to touch on this Prairie View defense real quick for our listeners, just to give them an idea of a, of a few players that you know are, are getting for Prairie View. Uh, the leader on this defense is uh, defensive lineman Jason Dumas, who Coach Dooley calls the rock of the defense. He is a pro prospect, 13 tackles for loss, three forced fumbles, eight sacks on the season. He was a, a swag preseason second-team selection, but he finished – the season first team all swag after dominating on that defensive line. The leading tackler for uh, PV is Drake Cheatham. Uh, he's another first team all swag selection postseason. And he's a one man tackling machine at strong safety, a guy that can tackle great against the run, cover extremely well in space. And he was part of Coach Dooley's first recruiting class, and he's been starting since a true freshman. And then there's Darius Campbell another leader on the defense at DB, a former three-star prospect out of high school, a transfer from Colorado State. He's had eight tackles for loss and 13 pass breakups on the season, and he is an all-swag first-team selection. So I just want to give those guys their kudos. And because you, you mentioned earlier, a lot of Jack State fans have penciled this in, but this is not going to be easy. Prairie View has some players. Uh, there are no pushovers, so we're just looking forward to an exciting game. I do want to touch on that losing streak that you talked about at the end of the season as well, the three-game skid, losing to Alcorn, Texas A&M and Valley to close the season. Now, during that Valley loss, I do want to point out, and I know Coach Dooley wouldn't point this out, and coaches aren't going to make excuses, uh, but they played without several of their starters <laughs> in that game. Uh, only one starting offensive lineman played, and they were without two of their best defensive linemen and their starting running back. So, again, no excuses. But Jackson State fans, don't look at that. First of all, as you said, Jackson Valley is such a much improved team that they were a formidable opponent. And then you factor in at Prairie View, didn't have their full complement of players. So, don't look over this team. So, you, you're calling it now. This is going to be a game that's maybe a little bit closer than some Jackson State fans anticipate. 
And and it's going to be a game. You you mentioned uh, Dumas and Cheatham, and and again you had mentioned thank Garza earlier. Mm-hmm. It's this this game like football. It will be a game in the trenches, and, and you're going to have like I said these offensive linemen led by Garza, Danny Garza, who made all swag. Uh, along, uh, made all SWAC second team. Should, uh, in his opinion, he should have been first team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to come out and uh, with his teammates, and they're going to really uh, try to step it up. Uh, and it's going to be great to see how these guys go against. You got uh, Antoine uh, Owens on the defensive line, on the defensive lines uh, side for for Jackson. Yes, sir. And it's going to be interesting to see how these. Then you got Aubrey Miller, of course, uh, and. Uh, yeah, so you're gonna have some you're gonna have some real heated battles in regards to the offensive line, and we mentioned James Houston, who may be the better of all three of those guys. <laughs> he, he very, he may very well be. I think yeah, so. so. So you're gonna you're gonna see some trench work, and uh, I look forward to it. And I, I know it's going to be a great game. And I know a guy like you. See, think about this. You you talk about me. You you're going thirty or forty years from now. Mm-hmm. People will be talking about. That what we're talking about, about this game, uh, like I mentioned some of those other games out of the past. Wow. And uh, this is, I mean, you had, uh, years ago, you had Jackson State and Mississippi Valley with Jerry Rice and Willie Totten. Mm-hmm. In Jackson, Mississippi, what, what about 60 or 70,000 people? Mm-hmm. Then you came back, uh, you had the, uh, Steve McNair in Alcorn State and what he did and, and, and how they drew big crowds. And then, of course, you had the Doug Williamses before you had Doug Williams and the Grambling people before that, and the Southern people, of course. But uh, and then you have the most recent Bruce Eugene. Uh, this this is really really huge for Black college football, and 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 to be around uh, to see this happening is really huge. I am a disciple. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was mentored by Eddie Robinson, Coach Eddie Robinson. Never set foot on a Grambling campus as a student. Wow. But I was mentored by Eddie Robinson and his great PR and marketing director. You probably heard of Kali Nicholson, mm-hmm. uh, who was a war correspondent in World War II. He was the only black war correspondent to t- show you how, how how powerful he was. Uh, imagine a black guy covering the war as a Marine mm-hmm. in World War II. And then he ends up at Grambling with Coach Eddie Robinson and the rest is history. So uh, I... I you know, I I feel blessed, and I feel really blessed in knowing you. A guy to see a guy like you coming up and see what's happening now. There was a time when now we have ESPN. We've got all these black faces all over the place. I can remember when there was maybe about six or seven of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a Howie Evans in New York with the Amsterdam News. You had Brad Pye in Los Angeles with the Sentinel newspaper. You had Sam Skinner in San Francisco, and you had Bill Nunn who became a scout. He was up in Pittsburgh with the Pittsburgh Courier and uh, and to see all of these things happening. And you had great PR people. The media people who didn't have anything but a typewriter, didn't have a secretary in most cases, mm-hmm. underpaid. If, if if those guys, and you have one right there in Jackson, you're familiar with Sam Jefferson, right? Oh, absolutely. The legend himself, he's been on our show. Ask him about... Uh, his nightlife in, in Texas <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> before game. Yeah, yeah. But 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 I mean, so you know, I look forward to talking to you again, and I thank you for listening. Well, I tell you what, you know, it's been a pleasure, and you know, you pointed out something again. 
so profound. You have indirectly paved the way for a person like myself to have a platform that's accepted without question. You know, if it wasn't for guys like you, you know, my path to this industry wouldn't be as seamless because I know that you've had obstacles and just struggles, you know, to, to get into this industry and to remain in the industry and to be accepted and relevant over the years. And if what you did, again, allowed me to come in and seamlessly, you know, the challenges that I have for this platform is nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. And it's, it's thanks in large part to you. And if you can speak on that, just talk about some of the changes that you've seen in the industry over the years, because I know at one point. And the press box. Yeah, you were the only African-American journalist in the press box or in training camp. And at one point, women were a rarity uh, at that time in this field. So what have you seen? How has it evolved? What have you seen? The one thing is the female. See, the female, see, in in some cases, even after the integration thing, the females, white, black, blue, green, or whatever, uh, they couldn't come into the, for an example, here in Houston, we had their luncheon pad, a luncheon room where you could eat, where everybody ate, right? The media. No women were allowed, black, white, blue, or green. And, uh, you know, so so you go back to the, in the 70s, you go to a Cotton Bowl game, and you're the only black other than people working up there who who's covering the game. And you're up by the bulletin board, and you you brace yourself and hold your calmness. Uh, you pull a Jackie Robinson for a moment because you have a white guy come up behind you and and tell you something about the trash can, but over there to the left or to the right or something. <laughs> right or something. But, but uh, and later on, he apologized because he found out something else. My theory was to outwork everybody. Mm. Uh, when I first came up, I didn't sleep. I would, when I say sleep, I would get up at any point to do an interview. So go back, going back to what you're talking about, uh, you, 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 you get an you get a press pass for the first time to uh, cover a, a Muhammad Ali fight, and you become good friends with the PR person because of your hard work. And he's a Russian, and he feels so he he cherishes your relationship that he says you can come to any fight or whatever that you want to come to, and don't worry about having a place to stay. You you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a huge <laughs> that was a huge thing. So you can go in anywhere in the world and see a fight. And not have to worry about a hotel room. But anyway, to go back to to, to see uh, the South uh, when they didn't want us on their campuses, James Merritt, they didn't want him at Ole Miss. They had all those great football players, not only in your state but here in Texas. They didn't want Kenny Houston, the Hall of Famer, to play at the University of Texas. A few years later, they allowed Earl Campbell and some others to come in. But when Kenny Houston came out and he became a Hall of Famer out of Lufkin, Texas, uh, which is to the east of uh, Austin, uh, the University of Texas, and and to see what football has, uh, to see what sports has accomplished in the state of Texas and in your state is huge because, like they say, imagine the University of Texas, uh, Ole Miss trying to play Jackson State back in the 1960s or early 1970s. What would have happened? If they had played, and and because you all the black players were at the HBCUs, and like some people say, it was the SEC of that time, right. and and to see all of this happening, and to see the press box evolve into what it has evolved, and to see the Stephen A. Smiths, mm-hmm. the Shannon Sharps, and then a host of others who were up under them, when at one time you didn't have about five or six, seven blacks, mm-hmm. and they all get together at the Super Bowl 
or at an NBA championship or World Series or Major League All-Star game, and they would talk about what was happening in their communities, or they would stay in touch with each other via telephone. You didn't have any social media, so that's how you kept up with each other, and you read each other's articles and those type things. And to see what you all are doing now with these podcasts and recording Mm -hmm. all the history uh, is unreal. To to come into Mississippi in a white car Mm -hmm. and to be escorted out of Mississippi because you're driving a white car. Mm -hmm. You didn't understand why you were getting a police escort. Mm -hmm. And at that time, they said they claimed that blacks didn't drive white cars in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was true or not, but I do know for about 40 miles, I had a policeman behind me who never stopped me. Wow coming right out of Louisville, Mississippi, Louisville, Mississippi that, that area, Fayette, Mississippi area. But hey, so like I said, I could go on and on. And, right. But it's been a, I wouldn't want it any other way. Wow. You wow. know? Yeah. Again, this has been, this is chilling. I, I, much, like I said earlier, much more than I bargained well, for. I want you to enjoy the game. My thing is you, you can have fun while you're doing it. Okay. Don't, don't think I didn't have fun now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can have fun while you're doing it. And uh, so just keep doing what you're doing and getting the message out and doing your podcast and everything else you're doing. Mm-hmm. So keep it up and uh, get you some popcorn or whatever, and a, a Coke, and enjoy the game. Put your seatbelt on. I, I appreciate it. Those, those are some great words. And yeah, I, I thank you for uh, acknowledging what we do. And, you know, we could never feel your shoes, but we're glad to continue. No, you, with, can, you, you started. You, you, we appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. I appreciate the inspiration. We appreciate you. Yeah. Very last thing. I'd be remiss if I didn't have you just speak on Coach Prime, what you're seeing on that side of the Mississippi, just in terms of what he is trying to do for HBCUs. I know he's the coach of Jackson State and he's improved our team and we're competing for championships, but it's it's so much larger, his vision, uh, than Jackson State. And he preaches that, but I don't think a lot of people really understand it. So how has his impact uh, on HBCUs and what he's doing, how has that resonated with you? Well, it's a very positive thing because, see, for years, some of us have said some of the th- same things he said, but we're not Deion Sanders. We're not the Hall of Famer Deion Sanders. We've said uh, that they play outstanding football in the SWAC. More people should be drafted coming out of the SWAC. We've said that in recent years, and we've been saying it over the decades. So to have a guy like that uh, with his type of juice to come in now in 2021, uh, saying those things and being who he is, and uh, being one who uh, seemingly always thinks uh, about doing what seems to be the the impossible, and see and and making uh, making dreams into realities, that's huge. And turning people's lives around, and and giving them a chance to to believe that they can become anything they want to become, and and that does not just include becoming a guy who plays on Sunday, but maybe a great businessman or or whatever. So that's what I I that's what I really respect about uh, him when I think about what he's doing right now and and see, I mean, (laughs) there's so many things, there's so many different ways you can take what he's doing and, and, and turn it into a positive thing the facilities putting in, I always thought the name should be on the back of the players, right. Uh, Being one who did uh, uh, color as a color analyst of the games back in the day, I used, you had to, try to remember the names or have a program with you to know who's who, if you didn't know them by their walk or whatever, how they ran. So I always, I think that's a great thing that he came in with uh, wanting the players 
uh, names on their backs. Uh, so that may not seem that big to some people, mm -hmm. uh, but that's huge in regards huge. to uh, what's wrong with a player having a brand? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what's what's wrong with knowing that that's uh, Dumas over there, right? Uh, <laughs> or Miller, or whoever it is, you know, you know the the numbers, the Sanders, uh, where everybody may know their numbers, but <laughs> they may not know right. the numbers of the other guys. So Absolutely. I, I I I I just think that's a huge huge uh, thing that he uh, to have him in the swag at this time. It's like a calling, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what he said. He said God sent him to Jackson State, but more importantly, God sent him to HBCU football, to the swag. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, again, this has been an absolute pleasure. And as I said earlier, I I'll hope that we can reach bill. out to you uh, in the what's future. What's the mailing address where I can send you my bill? Oh, absolutely. Uh, all this information you got. It it's, it's worth it. <laughs> I will be reaching out to you during the off season. If you could come on from time to time, just to give us a little bit more, I definitely want to hear more. And then for our listeners, you know, I told you at the beginning of the show that, you know, I, it was a pleasure for me based on who we'll be speaking with today. And now you see what I mean. Again, a living legend. He has interviewed, he's probably not going to say all this, but he has interviewed Hank Aaron, Muhammad Ali, James Brown, Earl Campbell, he, George Foreman, Red Fox, Evander Holyfield, Jackie Joyner Kersey, Satchel Page, Walter and Eddie Payton, and Eddie Robinson. So, again, a, a living legend, sports media royalty. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm a, you can shut me out down after this one. If he was living today and he was healthy and he was able to come to the game, one man who loved your campus and those people who were there at the time know I'm telling the truth. He, he would talk about you in, out of the clear blue sky sometime if you were around him. He would bring up Jackson State. He loved the sisters, mm -hmm. and he would bring up Jackson State, Muhammad Ali. And he wow. would definitely, he said, wow. like, yeah. <laughs> he no said, way. And he would say, oh, yes, he did. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, you get in an argument, he would say, there's nothing like the sisters at Jackson State or something. And you may say, no, no, man, you have to go come to Prairie View. I've been to Prairie View, he would say. Uh, Texas Southern, I've been, I lived right near the University uh, Texas Southern, he would say. But the Jackson, not, there's nothing like the sisters <laughs> at Jackson State. Wow. Muhammad Ali. <laughs> I'm gone. So you have a great one and enjoy the game. And, uh, you know, uh, send me a picture of you in the press box. Okay. Text me a picture of you in the press box. Okay. All right. I, you. I, will, I will cherish this. I appreciate it. Thank you. And that'll do it for episode 211 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners. Rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag Pack the Vet. Hashtag The I Love.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.